Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief, right? Help me overcome these fears and doubts in my heart because that's what unbelief really is, fears and doubts filled with human reasoning, reasons why this should not be. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Let's look at Mark 9. We're going to continue here today. Mark the 9th chapter. And uh, really, we're going to continue in the subject entitled, Help My Unbelief. And we're going to really, really get into some nitty and gritty today. Are y'all ready to get into the nitty and gritty? Are you ready to move forward in life? Amen. Amen. How many know that there are obstacles in life? There are obstacles. How many of you have ever encountered obstacles in life? Well, that's good. Because if you've never encountered obstacles in your life, if you've never encountered one, that means you're not doing anything. Hallelujah. We are a nation and a people of movers and shakers. We're not those that sit, sit around and idly do nothing. No, we've got something to do in life. Amen? Amen. We've got an assignment from God. I'm on an assignment from God. That sounds like something the Blues Brothers said. How many of you have seen the movie Blues Brothers? We're on an assignment from God. We've got a mission. We've got a mission from the Lord. We've got things to accomplish. And as we uh, have a destination in view, there will be things that will come up in our path, come up in our way, some mountainous situations that we're going to just have to command, be removed and be cast to yonder place. Uh, because if we don't, those things will always hinder us and we'll never be able to move forward in life. Remember, the Lord Jesus said that he came, that we would have life and have life. How? More abundantly. He wants us to live an abundant life, the abundant life of Christ. Amen. So this is what we're talking about today. We've got to move forward. There are many things for the kingdom of God that we've got to accomplish. Our time on this earth is short. For some, unfortunately, it is, you know, it may end in the teens. Some it may end in the 20s, 30s, and some may end in the, the 90s. And some will, may go, get over to the hundreds. But for however time we, uh, we have left on this planet, we all know that tomorrow is not promised to anybody, right? We all expect to live tomorrow, praise the Lord, and the day after that. But all of us are unsure of when we'll um, breathe our last breath, when our heart will beat its last time. Because all of us have a certain amount, a certain number of heartbeats. Whether you realize it or not, you got a certain amount, certain number. And when that number is up, that number is up. If you look on someone's uh, tombstone, it'll say born uh, in... 19 whatever and deceased in 2000 whatever or whatever it is 1970 whatever it is in between those two dates is a dash and only what you do in those dash years will count what you do in those dash years so we've only got a short time here on this planet to make a difference we've got to make a mark that cannot be erased amen, amen? amen. so let's look at this in the book of mark as we're talking about making a mark, let's go to the book of Mark. Mark 9. Mark 9, and we're going to get straight into it. And uh, we started here on last week, and uh, so I won't reread a lot of things. You're more than welcome to uh, 
get last week's recording on the, uh, on the app or on the web, and we'll have some more CDs available shortly. So let's look at Mark 9, and uh, let's look at verse number 21. Rather, let's look at verse 20. It says, And they brought him unto him, and uh, when he saw him, when Jesus saw uh, that spirit-possessed young boy, the boy was possessed with a, de- with a demon, uh, when the Lord saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. Verse 21, and Jesus asked his father, how long is it ago since this came upon him? How long has this child been possessed with this spirit? Or how long has this problem been in your house? Okay. And uh, the, ch- the father of the child said, um, he said, of a child has been with him for a long time. Verse 22, he said, and oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. He sounds desperate, doesn't he? Verse 23, Jesus saith, said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. And let's stop right here and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day, for this hour, for this time that you have anointed and appointed to take place. Lord, we pray that today you will feed your people with that manner, with that rich word that will impact our hearts and our spirit. That would lead us to the next level. That would lead us into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would teach us, that you would guide us into all truth and show us things to come. Have your way in us today. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. Amen. All right. The man says here, I believe you, Lord, but help my unbelief or help me to overcome my unbelief. Verse 25, when Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead in so much that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? Verse 29, and Jesus said unto, unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and what? But by prayer and fasting. Why are we fasting? Well, there are some stubborn things that won't move until we pray and fast. Now, I want you to see something. I really want us to get into this father's situation here because this father has a problem in his home. His son is possessed by a demonic spirit, by a devil. How many of you agree that that's a bad problem? Let's, Let's make this really come closer to home. This father has a devil in his house. I'm not, he's not talking about his wife. Some of y'all, no, praise the Lord. There's a demon in the house. There's a devil in the house. There is, and when there are devils and demons, there are problems. There are, uh, there's a cascading event of things, bad things are happening. There's a curse in the house. And I, listen, I applaud any father 
that can recognize a problem in his home and then go seek a solution for that. Hallelujah. He is going to seek the help of Jesus to get this devil out of his home. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, men, that's our role. We are the defenders. Praise the Lord. We're ones that are, that are called to defend the home. If there's a spirit there, we're going we're gonna to break out our Kung Fu Bible verses and really knock that devil back. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. No, you don't mess with my children. You don't mess with my wife. You're going to have to deal with me first. Hallelujah. Can I get some men to say hallelujah? That's what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. With the men. Come on, men. Say hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. So this father sees that there is a spirit problem in his house. And he goes to the one that can help him. Now he has gone... Let me do just a little bit of recapping. He has gone to the other disciples. Nine, there are nine disciples that he's gone to because Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him up into the mountain uh, to pray. And the Lord showed him things. You can read the whole chapter of Mark 9 when you get home for the rest of it. But there are nine disciples in the town. And the father of the child has gone to every disciple. And they have just disappointed him. They were not able to cast that spirit out because they, too, were dwelling in unbelief. The father was dwelling in unbelief and the disciples were dwelling in unbelief and they could not get this situation to move. There are some stubborn things in our lives that will occur all through our lives until we challenge them and throw them down. Are you with me? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at this again. In verse 24, the man, the man of the, the father cried out with tears he cried out with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Remember, Jesus told him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. It is possible. It is possible for you to be delivered from this situation. It is possible if you can believe. The man said, Lord, I believe, but there, uh, but there are some things that are hindering me from believing you fully. He says, I, and in essence, Lord, I want to believe you. I want to believe you, but there are, I'm, I'm looking at some things that are causing me not to believe you the way I'm supposed to. And he cries out to Lord, Lord, help my unbelief. Help me to overcome the things that, I, that I'm not believing you and help me to be overcome my unbelief. All right, so. This is why this mountain, this mountainous situation has remained in his house. As a matter of fact, let's look at uh, Matthew 17. You don't have to get it or you can get it if you want to or just make special note of it. Matthew 17, verse 19, 20 and 21. Talk about the very same account. Now, I want you to see this. The Lord says here in uh, uh, verse 19, then came the disciples apart and asked, why could not we cast him out? same account and Jesus said unto them because of your unbelief for verily I say unto you if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed you shall say unto this mountain so the Lord looks at this spirit or this bad problem in the house as a mountainous situation he said if you would say unto this mountain be removed or rather remove hence to yonder place and be Cast into the sea, or here it says, actually, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. 
Then he goes on to say, Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. All right. What I want you to see here today is that this spirit, I, I mean, let's move past this for a moment that this boy is possessed with the devil. That, that is the case here in scripture. But most of us, I pray none of us have devils in our children at home. Hallelujah. But the Lord says that this is a mountainous situation, a mountain. He said, if you would just speak to it, that is, if you would just address it, stop running from it. Because there are a lot of mountains in our lives. Uh, there are mountains of fear. You know, there are some places we won't go because we are afraid to go there. There can be mountains of, um, uh, you know, education. We, you know, some places that you can't go because you're not educated enough. Maybe some jobs you can't have because you don't have the GED. Some places you can't, some jobs you can't acquire because you don't have the, um, the uh, degree. Some things that go unchallenged in our lives. Some people you won't talk to because you know how they may look at you or how they feel about you and you won't address the issue. There are some things that we're just flat out running from and we don't want to face it. I wish I can get somebody to talk to me in here. There are just some things we can't do. That we, that we look at it and it, it's, it's a mountain because, you know, every once in a while we... We, we want to go in that direction and it still sits right there. And we are as terrified as the terrified can be. There, I've told you before, part of my testimony, there were some places that I would not go. Yes, me with the cape flying in the wind. Super Pastor Stroud, 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 Stroud. Thank you, brother. But there were some places that I didn't want to go because, man, I, because I saw myself as small. Oh, Lord, I can't go to those meetings. They've been asking me to go to those meetings and do this and that. But I can't because, you know, who they got this and that and who they drive this and that and who I can't go. You know, ooh, ooh, I can't go. Anybody felt like that before? When you see yourself as small, insignificant. Well, you're, we're in good company because the children of Israel did the exact same thing. Small and significant. So whenever I would get these phone calls, or, and I would get a, a lot of phone calls saying we need you to come here or there, in times past, I would say, well, unavailable. Sorry, unavailable. You know. What, what was I saying? Mountain. Mountain in my way. Mountain in my way. I didn't face the mountain. But I had to come to the point where I realized that, hey, I've got to deal with this. I've got to deal with this. I have got to deal with this. And so I began to say, yes, I'll be there. Yes, I'll be there. Yes, I'll be there. And remember, every mountain has a sort of pain, has pain attached with it. The reason that you don't want to go there, the reason that you don't want to speak to him, speak to her, the reason that you don't want to go back to school, the reason that you don't want to apply for this is because you're afraid of something happening to you. You're afraid of failing. You are afraid of them laughing at you. Uh, maybe afraid of a stutter. Maybe afraid you'll cry or whatever. There is some sort of pain attached to it. It's like the mountain has barbed wire fence all around it. But we know that we cannot go to the next level until we get through it. 
We're going to have to get through this thing because there is victory on the other side of it. And we've got to get through this thing. Many of us try to stay in a place of safety at home. Well, I'll just stay. I just won't go. I just won't do that. But let me tell you, every time you ignore that opportunity for greatness, you actually diminish yourself in your own eyes. You make yourself feel even smaller, even less than. Because they may have received your excuse of, oh, I, I'm busy that day. I can't come. They may have received that excuse, but you know. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. And every time we know, we know we dodge it. I mean, we can dodge stuff better than the Super Bowl linebacker or running backers. We can dodge, right? Do the scoop, scoop. We can do that, right? I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. But listen, the time has come for us to stop dodging and stop running. Can somebody say amen? I'm through running and I'm through dodging. It's time to face it head on in Jesus' name. And it will be what it will be. If they laugh, then let them laugh. Hallelujah. If I fail, then I'll get up and I'll try again in Jesus' mighty name. It is time to move forward with our lives for Christ. Amen. Because understand something. What's on the other side of that mountain is what God has for you. That's part of your purpose. That's a part of God's assignment for your life. And this barbed wire fence in this mountain was put there to keep you from what belongs to you. How long will we stand back and resist it because of a fear of pain? I've got to move forward. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I've got to move forward. I've got to move forward. So this situation that this man has in his home is like a mountain. It is something that is unavoidable. Unavoidable. Every time you want to do something, it is unavoidable. It always pops up. Can you see this man want to take his son to, the, uh, to Walmart? But he's afraid, oh, Lord, if I take him to Walmart, he may fall out and do something in Walmart. Head might spin around, green stuff come out of his mouth. I don't know what he's going to do at Walmart. I don't know what he's going to do. He's possessed with a spirit. I can't take him. What happened? I take him to school. What are you going to do at school? You, every time you want to go somewhere, it's like, you, it's like you have an invisible chain wrapped around your, your ankle or your neck. And you want to do it, but you can't because of something that continuously holds you back. Something that continuously always holds you back. And for many of us, it's just plain old fear. We're just scared. Can we get real about it? We're just scared. And remember, fear has pain always attached to it. You are afraid of something. And that something that you're afraid of uh, is painful. Whether here again, whether they laugh, whether we fail, whatever the thing is, we are afraid of that. But the moment we turn to the thing that we fear and speak to it. And command it to be removed. We challenge it. It will run. It will flee. Remember the Bible declares in James. The book of James. I believe the fifth chapter. Submit yourselves therefore unto God. And resist the devil. And he will flee from you. The enemy just does not want you to stand up to him. He's a big old bully. He's a, he's a lion. Yes. But the Lord Jesus kicked out his teeth over 2,000 years ago. 
Hallelujah. He got a roar, but he has no bite. Praise the Lord. And it's time for you and I to rise up as the army of God and take back what belongs to us. Hallelujah. There are blessings that God has already laid up for your family that he has laid up for you. And uh, it's time for us to go and lay claim to it and declare it is mine. I will do great things for the Lord Jesus. I will manifest great glory for God. Hallelujah. I will be that man or that person of God that I'm supposed to be. I will be that. Hallelujah. It's time to face the mountain. Speak to it instead of running from it. How many of us have spent a lot of our lives running? That's a whole lot of people in this room. We spend a lot of our lives always running, running away. What would happen and who would we be? Who would you be if you turn and start running toward your destiny? My God, my God, my God. So it's time for us to start facing these things. It's time for us to start facing. Let's go to Mark. Mark 11. Some of you know this. We're going to get it again. Mark 11. As we talk about believing, the Lord said, hey, if you believe this, if you believe what I'm, the Lord said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. The man said, well, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Some would say, well, Lord, I, I believe that I can go back to school. Yeah, I, I, but Lord, I remember what happened last time. Lord, I believe I can get a better job, but Lord, what happened? To, look what happened the last time. Lord, I believe I can get up before the church and sing. But Lord, look what happened just a moment ago when I did that. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Right? Help me overcome these fears and doubts in my heart. Because that's what unbelief really is, fears and doubts, filled with human reasoning, reasons why this should not be. That's what unbelief is. Lord, I really believe what you are saying. I believe that church is a place for me to go. But Lord, I believe, I believe, I believe. But Lord, help me. And when we go to the Lord for help, what are we doing? We are addressing the situation, no longer running from it. We are admitting, Lord, okay, I, I want to do it, but hey, I got a problem with that. Can you help me with this? You are addressing the situation. And when you address it, you're going to actually see that thing get up and move. Turn to name, tell him it's time for that thing in your life to get up and move. How many of you agree with that? It's time for it to get up and move. Because you are more, there is more to you than meets the eye. I know that's a movie, but you understand what I'm saying. There is more to you than meets the eye. And you know that. Amen? I'm not sure who I'm trying to convince today. But there is more to you than meets the eye. You can do better. Praise the Lord. Now, Mark 11, verse 22 says, And Jesus saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, he talks about another mountain situation again, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt where in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, 
he shall have whatsoever he says. The Lord said, if you believe and not doubt. But how many of you know that that can be difficult at times to believe and not doubt? Now to believe, now we're beginning to close. To believe means to be fully persuaded. I know this to be true. And all believing, as it is uh, biblically based, all believing is, has a foundation of faith. You heard the word of God, and the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So all believing starts in faith, and faith starts in hearing the word of God. So if someone says, I, I believe, but I really don't believe, what they're saying is they don't have a strong foundation of faith, which says that they haven't received what was said. Can you get a hold of that? There is a crack in the foundation. There's a crack. You haven't heard something. You haven't received something. Because remember, the Lord Jesus said that you will know the truth and the truth will do what? It will make you free. And the truth is God's word. God's word is truth. And the more truth we know, the more freedom will come. The only reason that many of us are in bondage today is because we don't know truth. You don't know the truth as it relates to you. As it relates to the, as it relates to things that are surrounding your life. We must know truth. What's holding you down? What's holding you in the same place where you are right now? What's been holding you there? The fact that you don't know truth. Are you with me? Let me give you a good example about that, and then we're going to go on. There was a young man, or rather there was an older man, uh, he was a beggar in New York. And uh, people saw him around town just begging all the time, you know, asking for spare change, things of that nature. Well, one day this man found a, an old belt in one of the dumpster bins when he would go dumpster diving. He found an old belt, and he put that belt on, he put it around his waist, he thought it was nice, you know, I mean, no big deal, belt. And so he wore the belt, and... and uh, Many days later, as the story goes, uh, he was found in the alley dead. He died of starvation. And as the authorities came, the coroner came, and they went to collect his body, you know, they went through his effects. You know, they went through the shopping cart and his bags and things of that nature. And they also found the belt that was attached to him. They pulled the belt off, and they found that it was actually a money belt. A money belt. This is a true story. It was a money belt. And inside of that money belt, there was $50,000 in cash. Cold, hard cash. But yet and still, the man died of starvation on the streets. It's not enough to have the truth on you. You've got to open that thing up and use it. Many of you have the truth sitting on your lap now. And we're dying at home. We're having complaint. We're complaining every day about different stuff in our lives. How we are afraid. We're terrified. How we'll never face it. You've got the 50,000 plus on your lap right now. But you got to open it up. Yes, you found the word. Now it's time to use the word of God. Remember, believing is when we are fully persuaded. This is it. It is so. This is true fact. This is now my new reality. Unbelief comes in when we begin to think to the contrary. No, that can't be so because, you know, Lord, that, don't, that doesn't make any sense. That just doesn't make any sense. See, there's a clash. I like to call it the clash of the titans. There's, a, there's God's word that comes 
boom, all buff. And then here comes the, here comes this world system and, and, uh, and the things that we have learned, things that we've been taught, things we've seen on television and, um, and the things in the culture that come and clash against it. Boom. That says, no, God's word cannot be true. But in fact, it is true. Some things that God tells you may not make any sense whatsoever. But if you believe, you will definitely receive the results of it. Let me let me show you, as a matter of fact, one good account of that in First Kings 17, First Kings 17, First Kings 17, First Kings 17, verses 12 through 14. Very familiar text of scripture. I just want you to see this so you can go ahead and get that. But again, it says in Mark, the Lord says here that if you speak to the mountain and, and tell it to be removed, that is you challenge it. We're not going around to planet and removing furniture. God doesn't want you to move Mount Fuji from here and put it in your backyard. But he's talking about problem situations in your life. Let's challenge it. Let's go forward. I told you about the places that I wouldn't go. But here again, this year, I made that decision or actually last year I made that decision. I'm not running anymore. Hallelujah. I'm not running anymore. And it has taken me further. I mean, more places than I ever thought or imagined. And the same is true for you. So here again, God's word will go beyond uh, human reasoning. First uh, Kings chapter 17, verse 12 says, now this is when uh, there's famine. Let me let me bring this story home to you before we start reading it. There is great famine in the land. God told the prophet Elijah uh, to prophesy that there would be no rain in the land until he says so. So there is drought. There is famine. Uh, people are actually dying of starvation. Talk about a bad economy. You haven't seen it this bad. Okay. And this sort of economy, people uh, began to resort to uh, cannibalism and, and all this other stuff because it was so, so bad. All right. And so it's a bad economy. And so the Lord tells Elijah to go down to a certain place. And he says, I want you to see a, a woman there, a, a widow woman. And this is where it picks up in verse number 12. It says, and um, well, let me go ahead. Yeah. All right. 12, uh, Elijah tells the woman, talks to her, and this is what she says to him. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son and we rather that we may eat it and die. Elijah comes to her and say, hey, you know, give me something to eat. And she said, hey, man, what do you mean give you something to eat? Don't you know what Barack Obama said in that White House? We in terrible straits here. Man of God says, hey, give me something to eat. She said, look, as the Lord your God lives, I'm out here gathering sticks right now because uh, I'm going to make me and my son our last meal. And that's all we got. I got a little piece of bread, a little dough left. I'm going to make us a fire. I'm going to dress it up real good, make him a smiley face, you know, on the bread. I'm going to cut it in half. He's going to have a little bit. I'm going to have a little bit. And that's it, man. We're broke. We don't have anything else. You talking about give you something to eat? Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> and look at verse 13. Here's the word of the Lord. And Elijah said unto her, fear not. 
Go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first and bring it to me. And after make for thee and for thy son. Oh, man of God, what you talking about now? She just told him, look, I got this little bit here. I'm making it for me and my son. We're going to eat and then we're going to die. Man of God said, oh, okay, well, do what you said. But listen, make me cake first. And then after I have eaten, then make for you and your son. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Are you hearing? Here's the word of the Lord. The Lord says, take care of the man of God. He says, take care or follow what the Lord is saying. First, put God first. Put God first. See, that's the problem. Mm-mm, that goes beyond that understanding again. But put God first. And the Lord said, as you do that, now here's the, word the, here's the promise. He said, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. He said, do what you're going to do. Make me one first. Here again, this, this is the word to believe in. He's, now she's heard the word that will establish faith. And now she has to walk over into belief because it's going to take her believing this because she's taking food now from her child. And giving it to a stranger that she doesn't know based upon the word that God said. She's moving now from faith to believe. Well, don't you know she did that? She obeyed the word of the Lord. She did that. And they ate well all throughout the famine. Other people were starving and going out, going without. But if you looked at her house, you saw uh, smoke coming out of her chimney and fresh bread of bacon. Isn't that something? Because she heard the word of God and she responded to the word of God. Here again, that word that she was given went beyond her human reasoning. What? There was doubt. What, Lord? That doesn't sound right to me. But God said, if you do it, I'll bless you and increase you. And that's the struggle between the titans. And that's really the problem that we're faced with today. And we're closing next five minutes or so. The struggle, we're struggling with that unbelief. We know what God said, but we also know our own experience. Our own experience says, no, if I want money, I make it and I keep it. And I give you none. I keep it all. And the more I can keep, the more I will have. But how many of you know that doesn't work? Oh, just try it. Oh, just try. It doesn't work that way. It's kind of like being a miser. It doesn't work that way. Somebody will always come and get some of it. If it's FICA or one of them others, FEMA or whoever, they're going to come and get some of it. You're not going to be able to keep it all. No, you won't. Car breakdown, refrigerator breakdown, you won't be able to keep it all. I guarantee you that. All right. So that, that's not the answer, but the answer is in releasing. The more you release, the more it comes back to you. And that here again goes beyond our human understanding, human reasoning. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But that is in effect what God said. He said, if we release, it'll be released back to us. So we're fighting the battle of unbelief. And I believe we'll stop there today. But my main assignment here is to simply tell you that you can be more than what you think that you are. You've had dreams and visions about how your life would be. Anybody ever had those 
dreams and visions, things that you are hopeful in your life, things that you want to accomplish in life. Well, it won't happen until we, first of all, we've got to submit to the Lord. We've got to just come to the foot of the cross and say, Lord, I yield whatever you want. Have your way in me. And then we, then we must go and confront the thing that has been tormenting us for quite some time. And then we can finally move forward with our lives. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. We are done. We are done. We are done. Well, those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by way of CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So, would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master, my Lord, and as my savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.